Hi gang, welcome to Toon Hounds, your fortnightly review of all things animated. I'm Rich, and alongside me is my regular co-host Spivzy. It's me! So you say hello. <laughs> hello. I thought you'd just gone, gone for a second there. Um, and we've also got a guest today. Uh, he's Is this your second time? Uh, third, uh, mm. because I was on... Um, what was the first one? Fox Kids. Kids. Fox Kids, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was on Fox Kids and then Christmas. And Christmas. So. All right, so... And this time. is kind of this is kind of Fox Kids too, actually. But. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> we've been talking about doing this episode for ages as well, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah liter- it's literally Matthew since Cerrone. That. Yeah. Hi, it's Matthew Cerrone. Hi. Um, <laughs> listen to Heroes Three. Um, but yeah, but yeah, <laughs> so yeah, we've been we've been we've been talking about it since then because I I did I loved Big Guy and Rusty, but I also really mm-hmm. loved Beast Wars. That was the one yeah. that I watched a bunch as as a little kid. Um, and literally didn't revisit until, you know, we started, I started doing research for this episode. So. <laughs> I never watched Beast Wars. Mm. I was a big Transformers fan, but I never watched Beast Wars. I think it was because I watched Reboot and Shadow Raiders, and I was kind of like, eh, I'm done with this era of animation for a little while. Because <laughs> they're kind of like, it's it's all the same. I, mean, I, I definitely watched it, but I don't remember anything about it. Mm. I certainly didn't remember anything about it. <laughs> no. I had um, toys, so uh, I must have watched it. Yeah, so I can't remember even seeing the toys to these things. Yeah, it's funny. I feel like I would have, like, I was, you know, whenever uh, whenever Beast Wars started, I was like mm-hmm. six. So I, I feel like I was the perfect age to get mm. the toys. And I don't I don't think I had a single Beast Wars toy, which is crazy to me. Because, like, mm. I love I love action figures as a kid. And I had like a, a, my actually, I think my parents still have like eight million Star Wars toys and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> my parents still have some of my original Transformers toys, like the Dinobots and stuff like that. Oh, cool! And they have all my they have all my Lego pirate ships as well, which I really should get back. If not for me, I was going to say if not for me, but for Evan. But like, I kind of think just for me. Yeah, it's, probably, it's just for you. <laughs> Fuck yeah. that little shit. Yeah. <laughs> but you He's know, got enough we're, toys. We're talking about Beast Wars, but what's what's the uh, what's the theme for this week? Oh yes, the theme is. I mean, what are we saying the theme is? It's three D. The yeah, the early early weird CG. era yeah, of yeah. CG animated stuff. Yeah, yeah. early <laughs> CG uh, shows, which. At first, I was thinking ninety CG shows, but Cubix is a little later. But yeah, it's uh, but yeah, but it's yeah. but it's early early CG TV shows. Yeah, um, the... and a lot of them are done by mainframe studios, who we'll probably get yeah. into. But um, that kind of era. Yeah, uh, lots of people walking w- with very square poses. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we didn't. We didn't. None of us picked reboot, which is. Um, Oh, it's been a well, I never watched that it. most people have... Oh, so I did, and I really liked it. Um, but I think that Beast Wars and Shadow Raiders are the spiritual successors to that show, and are slightly better. <laughs> By slightly, I mean quite a lot better. Wow. Um, so I, I, I also mean... could genuinely see Reboot being its own episode of Toon Hounds, because mm-hmm. it really is mm. super influential. Like, yeah. It's a lot of people's kind of introduction to... 3d in a longer form because yeah it's pre-toy story and also it's kind of um i mean these sorts of this this sort of stuff was the you watched cartoons when you were a kid and you might have fallen out of love with them and then like this came along when i was about this era came along when i was about 12 13 and i was 
I was what I was back into animated stuff then it was just kind of like, oh wow this looks at the time this is like watching all the good cutscenes from a PS1 yeah. <laughs> yeah so I was I was straight back in but yeah it yeah. <laughs> those uh, those in- incredible Final Fantasy 8 opening cutscenes mm. and then it cuts the actual game and it looks nothing like it yeah, pre-rendered backgrounds yeah. and and sprites over the top we'll, worked to varying degrees. We'll get into that when we talk about Beast Wars <laughs> and mine. But I actually, but actually, I I actually played a little bit of the Beast Wars games uh, in preparation. There were for this games slot. as well. There were oh, two games. That. I will I will get into that when we get to my segment. But I don't I don't think there were any Shadow Raiders games. I'd be shocked. <laughs> there were three Cubics games. I was gonna say, I, wow. there has to be Cubics. Yeah. Like Cubics feels like a video game in the show. So one of them was a racing game. Okay, so the three shows we picked, I'll I'll talk about the first one. I picked uh, Shadow Raiders, which is a, a Canadian show by Mainframe Entertainment. Um, develop created the characters were created by the same guy who did um designed the characters of reboot brendan mccarthy um and it's developed by len ween who is len ween was the co-creator of the giant size x-men so wolverine nightcrawler storm colossus um he was the creator of swamp thing he was the editor for Watchmen. Um, so yeah he was a big big name in the comics field and then dan didio didio D Didio? I don't know how you say his name, but he Dan was Dan Didio. Um, <laughs> Dan 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 Didio. I think it's I think it's um, Didio. Right there, you go. We're okay. gonna go with that. Dan, big D, big double D, um, <laughs> triple D, <laughs> triple D. Um, so who was the editor for DC Comics for a long, 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 long time? He oversaw like the the reboot stuff and the rebirth stuff he oversaw like identity crisis so some of the biggest stuff in dc comics in the last sort of 10 years so this was uh, a big deal for me as a kid uh because i knew both these comic creators i love len ween um i think he's you know he's created some of the most influential comic characters in marvel over the last you know, like since the golden age mm-hmm. um according to wikipedia it's the dio so Didio. there we go yeah sorry that's a cool name. Continue. good good save matt it is um, yeah. so uh yeah so i picked the pilot um had you guys ever seen this show before uh i oh. hadn't i didn't think i had but i do have pogs of shadow raid as it turns <laughs> out <laughs> did you just you just saw the character he's like wait a minute yeah through your, <laughs> I've got to you're filing fi- cabinet <laughs> You're filing cabinet full of bugs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the uh, the warehouse where the Ark of the Covenant <laughs> is stored. Yeah, it's like a warehouse. Spitzy pulls out his <laughs> Spitzy pulls out his big box of pogs. Uh, <laughs> it's not um, that far off. So I watched this religiously. Uh, this was one of the um, the shows that I watched. So it was, it was always before school. Um, so I used to watch it in the mornings. But there's only two seasons, so I used to watch it on repeat. Um, but um, but was I've... this one of those shows where you feel like you watched a hundred episodes of it, but it turned out there were sixteen of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, one hundred percent. I can remember it being a staple of my getting up and going to school um, era. So, like, you know, the seven years I went to school, <laughs> yeah. secondary school, high school. Um, but um, yeah, I 
I freaking love this show. I'm slightly offended when people don't like it. So <laughs> this is going to be an good choice episode. for this show. Then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's set in a system called the Cluster. There are five planets in this uh, this solar system, and basically they've been at war for like hundreds and hundreds of years. And there's an ice planet and a fire planet. And a bone planet, which is weird. Uh, and a rock planet. Isn't Ryza a bone planet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Sorry. Very da, good. Da, da. Da, da, da. Um, and, uh, yeah, essentially every planet is a a thing. It's not like there's one ecosystem. There's a jungle planet. There's a technology planet. <laughs> so it's Star Wars. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and basically, uh, a unicron comes to which is called the beast planet comes to destroy and absorb um a planet called the planet tech um and its last surviving member of its race travels to another solar system that the beast planet is going to in order to warn like give heed to the fact that the beast planet is now coming for their planets as well um and she interrupts a civil war essentially that's happening between ice and rock um, and then passes out, and she's not heard of for most of the first season. Um, <laughs> but she, basically, there is a miner called Graveheart, who's the main character, who's just such a great character. Um, he says, "I'm a miner." About th- I'm just a miner. He does yeah. three times yeah. in this episode. Um, and the king of the ice planet form this uneasy alliance based on just the word of like this technology princess. Uh, who's called Tekla, Tekla from the planet Tech. Um, <laughs> and they sort of put aside the differences to stand against the beast planet. Um, and yeah, that's what the first series is about. Putting together this, it's like a putting together of the band. Um, they, you know, there's really good characters in the show. Um, yeah, I really like it. I have a feeling that you guys aren't so enthusiastic. <laughs> I feel maybe if I watched all the episodes, it would have grown on me more. It's definitely serialized. Because I, I, the first episode, I was so confused. Like ten minutes in, like I didn't know what yeah. was going on or who anyone was or why like, I was there. Whenever you said <laughs> that, it felt like a like a, a show where there was you felt like there was a hundred episodes when there was only sixteen or however many there mm-hmm. are in this. I think that's because there's probably a hundred episodes worth of story in yeah. that 26 <laughs> episodes. Um, because there's just so much shit thrown at you in this very short amount of time. And I was like, Oh wow. I have to like pay attention to this. Oh yeah. What's going yeah, yeah, yeah. On. yeah. Yeah. There is, there is a, um... which beast wars is kind of like that too. I'm not gonna, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna front and say that's not cause it's, it's very dense also in a weird way, but there's details in every line like there's Mm. no throwaway lines in shadow raiders it's kind of like you know when they first when the rock men of rock get on they're they're called the men of rock even though there are (laughs) you know women in the race as well the men Um, of rock when they (laughs) when they get off their um get off one of those collections of of (laughs) rock music the The men of rock major high school the first one is ACDC yeah. every time. Um, the perfect so- gift for Father's Day. Yeah. <laughs> you stick it on when you're driving, when you've got a really long road trip, because there's yeah. four CDs of songs you know. Um, <laughs> but when the rock guys get off the... I'm going to call them rock guys now, because I can't keep <laughs> them doing that. Yeah. Um, when the rock 
people get off their transport and start mining this planet, which is clearly an ice planet, you very quickly can get lost in the fact that they're there illegally or, you know, they're not supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah. They don't have res- the resources. They're, they're, it's very time sensitive. Um, there's miners who don't take orders from the military. They're like a, a separate clan. Um, they they sort of, uh, uh, in deference to this main miner, Graveheart, who's like, you know, career-long miner. Um, and then all of a sudden this fog hits and the ice people come out of the fog and it's like, oh my God, the... <laughs> Yeah, it does happen very quickly. You can't look away for a second. But, but to be fair, you want to? <laughs> there is ice absolutely everywhere on this planet. So just yes. let the rock people have some ice. Ah, oh, so they <laughs> never... Okay, you, you, you go ahead. I'll, I'll say my thing after. <laughs> they never really... Um... They never really reveal why they're at war. It's just one of those sort of like... You get the feeling that their system can't exist without the resources being shared like no planet has been set up to survive alone and they do say like we we mind we raid you you raid us it's yeah. just kind of like you know what why why are you angry with us but um i quite it, like that dynamic that is so stupid that they've been at war <laughs> for like hundreds of years but don't really know why yeah and i mean that's you know it's it's fine it's just funny that like does no one ever heard the word trade? No, <laughs> like, no, absolutely not. Like, oh, well, it's too bad I still resource for you and you still resource for me. It's too bad there's no other way we can possibly <laughs> yeah, handle so, this. Is it, is it meant to be implied that, like, the rock planet did have water, then they've run out, and now they have to get it from somewhere else? Because how would they have, like, evolved independently on these different planets without water? So, so I think they all used to live on all of the planets. So it was like one it's big never super really planet. revealed. Yeah. Was it like one and big five times the size planet? Which <laughs> happened all to split off split into... into circles. <laughs> maybe it's like maybe it's like crazy far in the future and they used to all be one like people and then yeah. they flew to this new system and then over like, you know, thousands of years. Like some Dune shit. Like thousands mm-hmm. of years they've they've split up to different ones or something. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's probably what it is. I mean, what it is is we want to sell our kids. We, we, we want to sell our kids rock toys, fire <laughs> yeah. toys, and ice toys. How do we get them together? But um, I I think one of the strengths of this show, and it's probably not revealed in the pilot, but I'm I'm terrible at thinking of the the great episode, so I always pick the pilot, um, <laughs> especially when no one's seen it before. There's a really good episode where Tekla comes back, but one of the Beast's um, uh, drones is inside her. They think she's back, but she's not, and she's really cruel and really mean. And they start; she starts to sow discord in the Alliance. That might have been a better one to do, actually. Um, uh, I, watched, I watched the first episode and the second episode to see mm-hmm. what was going to happen. And oh, is that this... when they go to the rock planet? Yeah, and it was a bit annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was <a> very frustrating. Because <laughs> it was one of those... It was one of those where it's like, oh, we we don't believe anything you're telling us, even though it's yeah. really obvious that you're telling the truth, but we need to yeah. have some kind of drama. Mm-hmm. So we think you're crazy and we're not going to listen to you, which well, also, always really annoys me. The rock people defend themselves against the beast planet. So it's kind of like, well, we don't need you now. So even if it is true, we don't need you. Go off and yeah. do your own thing. <laughs> oh, it um, annoys me. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it, but that's a sign of good writing right that you, you're annoyed yeah. by the fact that the characters 
<laughs> it's a sign of writing. I'll give it that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, and this is maybe just the, a philosophy of writing debate more than anything else, but mm-hmm. I feel like annoying is hard to get right in shows because usually mm-hmm. there's a difference between hating a character, disliking a character, and thinking a character is annoying. Because, yeah. like, even if it's a villain, you can be like, oh, the villain's so bad. I hate him so much. Not, mm-hmm. oh, God, this guy again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the the king of the rock people, Mantle, is just stubbornness personified. And, you know, that's it's very typical that um, the villain of the race is characterized by the element that they portray like the rock is really unmoving and there is a fire character who's really like angry all the time and doesn't want to take part in the alliance and there's like some of king cryosis the ice people his people are um often really detached and cold and it's kind of like okay i see what you're doing here but Mm. you don't you don't really see that in two episodes you see that over 16 um, and it's probably should have started with some sort of movie length thing rather than a, a, yeah. the pilot, yeah, like, like the pilot two... is part one of four or something like that. Yeah, it needed to be a bit more um, explained what was happening mm-hmm. and who things, who things and people were and mm. why anything was going on. I got the feeling, especially with the Ice King, what was his name, like Cryos, he gave the impression that his personality was going to change dramatically during the course of the season. Yes. Yeah, he gets um he starts to be the sort of the cheer even though he's not the leader of the alliance, he's like the biggest cheerleader for it. Mm. He's the one who starts to believe in everyone else and um it's I think if I remember rightly, their people have just killed the prince of fire, the fire planet's dad. So they've they're the 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 sort of like the most hated by the by the ice people, um, and they have to go to the fire planet next to convince the print the new prince that they should join their alliance when they've just killed his dad. Um, <laughs> good luck. So it's good. It I can see why it's been a long time since I've watched it without any um, knowledge. If mm. that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. I can't see the. I, I can't see the criticism because I know it, so I can't unlearn it, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, it makes sense, yeah. But, yeah, the Bone Planet is basically Ferenginar, um, <laughs> and they're all... They're, their main sort of, like, product is food. Um, and That makes more sense weird. than their main product being bones. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what uh, they do building xylophones. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, so they're like the leader of Bone is like this really gourmand sort of character who's really like Quark, um, <laughs> and he's really good. And then you've got like the Planet of Sand because they wanted some sort of ethnic diversity in the cast because they realised they didn't have any, which is really <laughs> unfortunate. Um, and then yeah, it's I I really like it. I really like it. I liked it lots more than reboot. Um, but then I think this was a I can appreciate that this was a very specific time when I was getting back into animation. Yeah, um, yeah. So I can it's appreciate a very, it's why a very specific didn't... kind of show. Yes. Yeah, I would. I would say though that it probably isn't 
the pilot's not great. Um, it doesn't really show off what the sort of like premise of the show is enough um, because you don't see any any real sort of like interaction between them and the other planets and them trying to convince because it's like it's a show about politics essentially um, mm. with this it's sort of impending danger that sort of shows up every week um, but yeah you don't see that in the first episode all you see is this ridiculous lack of trade going on so, so mutual this, what year did this show show come out like uh, 98 98 oh it's a bit late then because i was thinking is this like a uh a allegory for like desert storm is this <laughs> about like oil crisis <laughs> in the middle it, east i think you give it too much credit <laughs> i might be yeah but you never know yeah i i mean i was just kind of confused i didn't really know what was going on i wasn't really grabbed by it maybe if i gave it another shot then i'd, I'd be into it but yeah see spivzy said this to me yesterday like i was really confused there was so much lore and i was like I don't know what show you're watching. I genuinely like. I so I <laughs> Beast Wars was really difficult to follow, but I still oh, sort no. of like was really interested. Oh, I had the complete opposite reaction to Beast Wars. Like I, I could get exactly what was going on. Like immediately, it was there was a war. Huh. Things happened. That everything just made sense to me. Maybe I'm uh, more reticent to Transformers lore than <laughs> Shadow Raiders lore. Maybe you like big apes. Yeah, that, well, I do, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, all right. <laughs> <Maybe> that's a... <laughs> I, don't really, I don't really know what else to say. Maybe that's a good uh, transition into Beast Wars then. Yay! Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about the thing I want to talk about. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I was so surprised at how good this show was. <laughs> yeah, it was. Re- it really was. Um, I had never seen this before. The only, the only thing I didn't like was I didn't like the. Um, I I didn't feel like it needed to be Transformers. I feel it would have standard stood alone on its own. But you then know, it's, it's hard to judge that on one episode, right? It's funny you say that because, like, in my. I, genuinely didn't put together that this was a transformers show mm-hmm. until like embarrassingly late mm. like <laughs> like i remember people like someone mentioned like whenever i was like in middle school like years after the show ended about because you know I, di- I didn't grow up with the g1 stuff my brothers mm-hmm. were big into ninja turtles but they weren't into transformers yeah so i wasn't super familiar from them and i remember hearing people talking about like you know optimus prime and i was like Oh, wasn't that the guy that was like the ape? And then I saw the pictures and I was like, wait, <laughs> mm. that kind of looks like. Wait, yeah, it's quite he's, got head. he's got the same um, head shape, hasn't he? And then, and that's whenever I heard someone finally talk about Beast Wars on like a, like a YouTube video or something later, I was like, oh my God, like, how did I not? <laughs> like, his, it's very on the, like Transformers <laughs> is literally in the name of the show. How did I not see that? <laughs> It's um, it's good that in the uh, opening they repeat the name Beast Wars three times because I genuinely yeah, yeah. forgot halfway through. No, I didn't really. I just <laughs> it but it's like Beast Wars. It, it wants to Beast shout Wars. Beast Wars so many times. Uh, but the thing is, with the in in the lore of the show, this surprised me. Having watched this for the first time since I was like seven, mm-hmm. uh, it isn't optimus prime it's not like a it's version optimus of primal. optimus prime yeah. who is now optimus primal it's just a complete coincidence that his yeah. name is optimus primal yeah well, isn't he... he a descendant yeah, as i was say or... they talk about it being like a descendant of the g1 transformers <laughs> which doesn't make any sense because they're robots no. but whatever 
Uh, but yeah, and and actually, uh, later in the show, they actually find Optimus Prime. Not he's like not activated. It gets real weird later, mm. and there's like time. I, <laughs> I mean, we see it a little bit in because the episode that I got y'all to watch is called Code of Hero, which is a lot of people yeah. consider like the best episode. Um, and yeah, the 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 show gets into a lot of like time travel stuff, and like the planet that they're on is like earth like you know ancient ancient earth and mm. um they they right actually in this episode we see like you know proto-human tribes and stuff it gets it gets real weird <laughs> you said that um you said that this was like a tie-up of a lot of different yeah so threads. so this episode is that the main focus is on the character dinobot which i mm-hmm. love how this has like a legit you know interesting story with yeah. like intricate <laughs> characters and stuff and the main focus is a character named Dinobot. But, mm. <laughs> yeah. Um it's, but yeah, it's Di- Go on, man. Got, uh, I was just gonna Dinobot is he actually is an interesting character despite that stupid name. Um mm-hmm. but he the whole whenever the show starts, it's like the you know, the Predacons, not the Decepticons, <laughs> and are facing off the Maximals, not the Autobots. And they're, like, chasing them, and they chase through, like, a portal that crash lands on this planet. And one of the Predacons is Dinobot, who Mm -hmm. basically loses faith in Megatron as a leader and, like, defects over to the Maximals Mm -hmm. and kind of goes back and forth a few times between the two of them. Um, And this episode starts right after he's, like, betrayed the Maximals and then come back to them. And so, like, he's, like, you know, feeling, like, shamed and stuff. It's kind of Klingon-ish a little bit. Like, yeah, like, the yeah, bit with the sword. Is, is yeah, he gonna, yeah. Was he's that like, suicide? He's just, I think he's considering suicide in this children's cartoon. Yeah, he does cartoon. seem that way. Yeah. Um, with, his, with his butt plug sword. Yeah. <laughs> God, what kind of butt plugs do you use, Rich? Jeez. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and, and the and the thrust of the episode is that basically Dinobot's trying to recover his honor, and he does that by sacrificing himself to to, to protect these proto-humans so that uh, Megatron can't kill them before they become the real humans that, that mm-hmm. we are today. Um, and also they have, the, like, a big MacGuffin in the early series is a Golden Disc, which is <laughs> the Golden Disc from the Voyager probe, like the yeah. real-life Voyager yeah. probe. Um, which is pretty out there too, um, but yeah, and the, yeah, the, this this show is completely bonkers. It's very comic booky. Like yeah. you can tell yeah, they're making like they planted a lot of seeds and didn't know where any of it was gonna go, and just kind of figured it out as they were going. Um, yeah, I saw that on that um, interview that you posted with. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a thing that uh, Bob um, Forward. Yeah, Bob Forward, one of the main writers, mentioned. When he, they had two moons because they didn't know if it was going to be set in the past of Earth or not, and they thought, well, if we have two moons, we can blow up one of them, and then we left. <laughs> and then, they, the and then they do. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, it's definitely so. I was a big Marvel comics Transformers fan um, back in my very early years. Um, it's very, very influenced by the comics. Like, there's lots and lots of time travel and alternate selves and stuff like that and it feels like they have doubled down on it which uh, i feel is a good thing for this cartoon to do to it almost separates itself from transformers enough that you don't need to know anything about transformers absolutely anything 
I, I really yeah, liked it. Um, I I always assumed that the uh, the Maximals were like versions of the Autobots, mm. like the the popular ones, like Bumblebee and all them lot. But it's not; they're completely different mm. characters, and that always that surprised me. I kind of assumed that too. Going like going back to it, I kind of just assumed it was just supposed to be diverse because the the kind of um, you know obviously again it's all excuses to you know oh yeah sell yeah. toys to children but yeah. <laughs> um the, the the main reason why they're animals when they transform instead of cars or whatever is because uh like it uses up energon whenever they're out in the world if they're in yeah. the robot form so they have to like assume these like protective uh things so they transform mm. into you know a rat or a cheetah or a gorilla a cheetah that can fly and yeah. that's okay. That's another talking about doing things to sell toys. I skipped around in some episodes. Like I watched a, a good few of them, but I skipped around a bunch. And like there will be characters will completely change their design yeah. between a couple of episodes. <laughs> so the um the uh, Cheetor Cheetor yeah. doesn't fly at first. That happens at the beginning of the second season. He's just a normal cheetah at first. And then a big event happens when they blow up the moon that makes all of their designs change. Um, and also kills Optimus Primal, and then he comes back. It's really weird. Um, uh, that's <laughs> a really big thing with Transformers, killing yeah, off, killing off Prime-related yeah. characters. Yeah. yeah. I had a couple of the toys. I didn't have very many, though. I definitely had one of Cheetor, and I had one of a Predacon called Transkeeto, who is mm-hmm. like a transforming mosquito. And oh, oh, is he? Huh? Yeah, yeah. No, it's a shock. Transkeeto. Yeah. Transkeeto. I actually used the username Transkeeto for years before I started going <laughs> by Spencer. <laughs> um, I don't think the CGI bothers me as much as in Shadow Raiders and Reboot because so the Transformers toys were always quite blocky because of the way they had to transform. So they kind of looked like toys. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah it looks yeah. the way and that that's, they actually look. I mean, I know that's, shiny as well. Yeah, literally, that's why Pixar did Toy Story was because mm-hmm. CG characters looked like yeah. toys. So, like, well, why don't we just make it about toys? So, yeah. and that's uh, Beast Wars kind of does that in a kind of roundabout way. Mm-hmm. Even the way they walk is sort of the way you walk toys. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. Really, when um... Cheetor is running, his front and back legs move at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> like they're on pivots. <laughs> well, because he's a robot. He's a robot. <laughs> I thought it was good that the um, the YouTube channel with all the episodes on was in 4K. That was cool. Yeah, yeah it's like a, the full series is on YouTube. And actually, I think the full series of all three of these is on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but the series on YouTube and a guy did like an AI 4K upscaling and it looks really good. It does, yeah. yeah. It sometimes looks a bit fuzzy in the background mm-hmm. especially, but it looks pretty good. But I think a lot of those um, backgrounds kind of looked fuzzy in the early CG days anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you weren't supposed to look at them. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was almost you like look at the deliberate, deliberately set in a bad focus so that your fo- your eyes didn't go towards the bits that they hadn't fully animated mm-hmm. and didn't look up to snuff. Yeah, um, and, and you can also see the... Uh, you can see the animation quality get better over time mm-hmm. too, mm. uh, which makes sense. Just you know, whenever 
if you do something more, you get better at it. And I'm yeah. sure, and technology was changing like crazy in the '90s for for CG stuff. Yeah. So, um, which actually that um, that reminds me, Mainframe Studios themselves, who did reboot and Beast Wars and Shadow Raiders and a billion other things, mm-hmm. uh, they're interesting because they're uh, they're Canadian, but the I think a couple of the guys that founded it are American. And one of their first things that they worked on was the Money for Nothing Dire Straits video. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which is kind of hilarious to go back to because it's <laughs> 1985 CG. Um, although that song, they drop a big old F slur in the middle of that song, which I did not remember until revisiting it. And I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> that's kind of, uh, that's a little, that's a little out of nowhere, but it, all yeah, right. that happens um, too often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but the the music video is a, a lark to see what CG looked like in 1985. Apparently, they did "Let's Get Rocked" by Def Leppard, but I, don't, I can't remember what the music video is. I think most of Def Leppard's videos are just them jumping around on stage, like that's idiots. in my head. That's what I'm picturing, but I'm yeah, yeah. not familiar with that one. So, yeah. uh, did they do the video for uh, "Sweet Like Chocolate"? The, uh, the dance of 2002. I don't know. <laughs> not, not according to Wikipedia. So, but um, uh, Eiffel, uh, whatever, uh, Eiffel 65. 45. Yeah, 65. Oh, did they do Blue Dabba D? Maybe does, they did. Uh, why does that take what's a presence the frog? In my head? Oh, Crazy, Crazy Frog. Oh, Crazy Frog. God, no. Crazy Frog was too advanced. <laughs> yeah, they, they dreamed of Crazy Frog yeah. in 1995. <laughs> Uh, I watched the um, the first three episodes of Beast Wars as well because I was quite into it. Mm. And wanted to <laughs> watch it from the start, and the end of the first episode made me laugh for like five minutes because it's <laughs> what happens? it's Optimus Primal doing his like we must stay here and protect this planet oh. on this Beast War. What <laughs> 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 dramatic music and the credits roll, and I just oh and, God, it really tickled me. It was so funny, and it's. Again, you'll you'll like that last episode because literally one of the last lines is him saying, "The Beast Wars is over for now." <laughs> <laughs> oh, they said the title of the, the title of the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I didn't know that they also created Bob the Builder. Did they really? Yeah, that's not the CG, Octonauts. Is it? Um, they was Bob the Builder the CG? I thought it was stop motion. They produced the MTV Spider-Man uh, animated series. You know the slightly CG one? Oh, yeah, that really ugly one. Yeah. The one that Neil Patrick Harris is the voice of Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah. They've done yeah, a, lot, like that a lot that I didn't know about. Hmm. What are they called? Mainframe. Mainframe. And then they were Mainframe Entertainment, then Mainframe Studios. Then they did theatrical film of Ratchet and Clank. That's then good, they that. were DTV Films, and they've got like... Some Barbie stuff, some Hot Hot Wheels, Max Steel. Um, God, Max Steel. I remember that. Tony Hawk in Boom Boom Sabotage. Never heard of that one. <laughs> wow. F- future Tune Hounds episode. <laughs> <laughs> the Tony Hawk collection. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, is there more than one? Actually, actually, uh, cartoons based on extreme sports could be fun. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's yeah, um, Power kick, in there. kick, bu- kick Butowski, which was on, uh, <laughs> on Disney XD. <laughs> Mm. wasn't very good <laughs> oh oh really huh it's a shock known? isn't it yeah. <laughs> yeah but so i also wanted to mention 
Um, I uh, there was two Beast Wars games that came out. Mm. Um, there was I think there was a third. According to again, this is just based on Wikipedia thing. There was a third one that was in development, but got got scrapped at some point. Um, but there are two that came out. Um, one is just called Beast Wars Transformers that was on the uh, PlayStation and PC, and I of course downloaded the PlayStation one because emulating 90s pc games is a nightmare yeah. it is. um but um i uh i played a little bit of that and it's like a, it's a like a third person shooter kind of game which people didn't figure out how to do third person shooters well until like gears of war which is like a decade later so uh, maybe that's a hot take but um <laughs> uh, so it controls terribly but like it's it's fine but it is funny seeing the you know the the CG stuff from the show pre rendered um, in these you know fifteen frames a second uh, bits before the game actually starts, uh, but it has like all the voice actors and stuff from the ga- from the the show, so that's kind of fun. The um, PS two Transformers games were really good. Were they made by the same studio, like War for Cybertron and stuff like that? Uh, because, that's a good question. Because they are. They are widely considered like phenomenal games. Uh, it's a trilogy of games, isn't it? Or is it? Uh, I want to say it is. I didn't know that the War for Cybertron games were that early, because I've got one on PS4. Hmm. Maybe that was like a, a remaster. Maybe, but I just remember those games being like universally loved, um, and they were great. They were, but they. The reason I ask is because they were. Um, third person over the shoulder Gears of War cover type games as well um, I don't um, know, I can't did you see that uh, t- tweet that somebody put up a couple of days ago saying um, you know when people say uh, replace an ac- replace the actors in a movie with Muppets <laughs> yeah. they yeah. said replace an actor in a movie with Optimus Prime but yeah. he's not playing another character he's Optimus Prime in the yeah. movie yeah, because a friend of mine did um, Titanic, but Optimus Prime is Rose. <laughs> uh, just a, just an Autobot hand hitting the sweaty uh, inside of the car. <laughs> it smashes through the window. <laughs> so uh, War for Cybertron was made by High Moon Studios, um, mm-hmm. which is, and the people that made um, the, the ones that made the N64 game literally don't even have a Wikipedia page. Oh, wow. <laughs> called, <laughs> called Locomotive. I've never heard of them. Oh, okay. um, but the ones that made the, uh, the PlayStation 1 is uh, uh, SCE Studio Cambridge or Guerrilla Cambridge. And they're the people that right. also made uh, Medieval for the Oh, yeah, that's a great that's game. That's cool. So. Mm-hmm. Well, that got a remake, so maybe. Oh, yeah, it did, didn't it? Maybe Beast Wars is <laughs> maybe next Beast Wars on the list. Is next on next on the slate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but so then I also played the yes, the N sixty four one is called um, it's like Beast Wars Trans Be- Beast Wars Trans Metals is the name of it, wow. and it's a it's a fighting game. It's like a three D um like three D run around kind of like. If you ever right. played Fighting Vipers, it's more yeah, like Fighting yeah, yeah. Vipers oh, yeah. than Tekken. Um, but it's uh, and it's I 
I honestly don't know if it's good because I feel like I would have to play it with another human being because yeah. I just got my ass handed to me because I didn't know the controls <laughs> and emulating an N64 controller on a not N64 controller is really difficult. Yeah. Um. So it's interesting though. And it has like, you know, voice clip clips and stuff. Um. And uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of neat. It looks decent, you know, for mm. a, for an N64 game. So, well, yeah, I sure. Mean, hey, con- considering how blocky N sixty four games are, mm, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, robots is probably right up their alley, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think um, in, out of everything, N sixty four games have aged the worst out of yeah. <laughs> all the oh, yeah. all of that era of console. Definitely. Most Apart certainly. from, I would say there's a large catalogue of PS one games that are just so dirty and muddy that you can't even play them anymore because you can't see the content. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. stuff like that. You remember that Bruce Willis Armageddon game and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> stuff yeah, like twin that. Twin stick shooter. Yeah. And it's just so muddy. Or the Fifth Element game. I'm, it feels like I'm picking on Bruce Willis here, but I'm really not. <laughs> um, or the Mission Impossible games that were also on N64. They're all so muddy and dirty. Like You can't make out any detail because they're trying to do texture um, over like really big blocks. Mm. Um, <laughs> and it's the same sort of era. They just It wasn't a great era for graphics, was it? It wasn't. Uh, no, it was a very I, transitional I... period. I have a soft spot for a lot of those games and the graphics, mm. but definitely a lot of games don't do it well. That's actually I um this become a video game podcast now. Um <laughs> I just recently played that game Say No More. Um and it looks very it, it's it's almost more Dreamcast, but it looks mm-hmm. kind of like just a really well done PlayStation game. Yeah. Like a PlayStation game could have looked like that, just, you know, a little a little less like crisp but yeah mm. um but like that art style can't like you can do some really cool stuff with low oh low yeah polygons. Totally. it's just a yeah, lot of people it's, it's like a thing now yeah it's there's mm. been a lot of indie games with it like that um uh japanese horror game which is meant to look like ps1 graphics but i can't remember the name of it and it, it's well, done really well but like the reason survival horror even did as well as it did was because yeah, of course, in yeah. part due to that like silent hill mm-hmm. yeah because the uh, Evil, the render distance so well yeah 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 they wrote I mean, the render yeah, distance silent into hill. the game <laughs> it's so clever it's really clever what you can do if you start to see your limitations as a strength mm-hmm. oh that that was very deep i didn't mean it to be that deep <laughs> <laughs> i think they did that with beast wars the way they animated it it's like it, I mean, it was a limitation that they couldn't really do very much movement with the models, but they didn't really mm-hmm. need to. Like even when they're transforming, he just they just kind of like mold into the yeah. other version of themselves, and a large <laughs> yeah. part of their body is off screen sometimes. Yes, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know? I was talking to Spiffy before you came on, Matt. Um, mm-hmm. I really like Last Man Standing episodes of cartoons. Um, so this was right in my sort of like comfort zone of oh, like. Cool. A character fights until they die. Um, there's a really great episode of the Nick uh, TMNT that Leonardo has to fight the Foot Clan on, and shred on his own, um, and he gets absolutely annihilated. But he lasts like virtually the whole episode, mm-hmm. um, and it reminded me of this. This sort of like, did any of the um, Predacons that he brutally, savagely murdered die, or did they all come back? Everyone comes back. Um, <laughs> actually, uh, Dinobot kind of comes back. 
but it's like a clone of Dinobot, and then right. that Dinobot too also sacrifices itself, <laughs> which is really funny. Just, just like there was some, he dispatched his villains in some quite brutal ways. Yeah, like using yeah. one as a human shield, shoving one into Rampage's sort mm-hmm. of like cannon, um, and then shooting one's head off. And I was just kind of like, he's annihilated this whole. Um, team of Predacons and then I just thought to myself no they're going to come back aren't they yeah, they're going to yeah. be fine next yeah. episode even though yeah. he's annihilated them <laughs> um, but yeah I, I really I, like this I also want to give a big shout out to the Transformers wiki which is mm-hmm. outrageously detailed like, <laughs> it really is yeah like it's it's insane and like reading i was hoping to kind of read through some episode stuff to kind of save me from having to like really watch and and pick apart and i don't know if it's just the the writer of the wikis being pretty verbose or if just the episodes are that dense but they're like the the descriptions of the episodes are like in depth (laughs) like like they get into like each and everything and like describing like what's actually like what's going on and like and actually, that's it. Obviously, it's kind of left in the viewer's mind because this is a children's show. But mm. the um, it just straight up says like Dinobot considers suicide. <laughs> yeah, you know, at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, the um, uh, the Transformers community is very uh, intense. They really like <laughs> Transformers. They, they really like Transformers. Like I'm, Did- I'm secretly hoping that they don't pick up on this episode because. I don't need emails about things you got wrong. <laughs> but I, I genuinely, considering that I haven't ever seen an episode of this, or and I, I don't think it was a conscious choice. I think it was just one of those things that, I, you know, you pass by some things, don't you? Um, it was genuinely a great episode. Even though I didn't really understand some of the context for the things that were happening, it didn't really matter. Um, yeah. I noticed something in the opening credits. Was that a big... Was that Unicron in the opening credits? Is Unicron in the series? Unicron. It's not actually Unicron, but yes, at the end of the first season, they find some, some something. Um, and basically, it it reads Optimus Primal's like brain equivalent, and basically it, like tries to find the most like authoritative thing from its memory, and mm-hmm. becomes that. So the most authoritative thing in his head is Unicron. So right, okay. he becomes Unicron to oh. basically kind of intimidate him. It's not actually Unicron. I was right, hoping okay. it was going to be Unicron showing up and then like turning into a bat or something. Like it would be another animal. <laughs> <laughs> a giant bat. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked it. I really liked it. It, made, it did make me want to watch more. Yeah, I think I might. I got quite into it. <laughs> well, cool. There was a cool bit in the third one where uh, Rat Trap actually does something. So I thought, oh, it's about <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, he actually does something. Three episodes. He hasn't done anything apart from complain. Yeah, complaining's his main thing. <laughs> um, I, was, Dino- I do like his voice, though. Dinobot has some killer monologues in this. He does. The, the question that once haunted my being has been answered. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I was just like, dude, like you sound like he sounds like um, sounds like a thirteen-year-old. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like he's writing his own lyrics to songs and stuff. Yeah, um, but and I he did really Shakespeare. Like... <laughs> where, he, where he dies, he says, "The rest is silence." <laughs> <sighs> well, 
which obviously you know it's a kid's show but it's it yeah. always funny to think like when did dinobot read hamlet <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was a coincidence <laughs> maybe yeah maybe yeah, maybe maybe shakespeare's like ooh, that's good yeah shakespeare <laughs> met dinobot <laughs> there was a bit that really made me laugh when dinobot went down on the lift and he had he was already in his raptor form and then he pulled a he pulled a gun out and then ran away really quickly it was just kind of like it just looked so <laughs> awkward it just really made me laugh um and uh megatron gesticulating as a t-rex while he was doing some <laughs> grand scheme uh speech it was really good yeah it's a very enjoyable show i was into it should we um <laughs> should we take a break yeah, sure, before yeah. moving on to the the best show of the evening the best show <laughs> oh god <laughs> it's, it's gonna feel like i am uh it's gonna feel like i'm being cruel yeah <laughs> let's go for the break dr jonathan cheats wealthy young handsome a man with the brightest of futures man with the darkest of pasts. From Africa's deepest recesses to the rarefied peaks of Tibet, heir to his father's legacy and the world's darkest mysteries. My son, you must have faith and learn. This is not the end. This is the beginning. Jonathan Chase, master of the secrets that divide man from animal. Animal from man. Manimal. We're back, gang. We're talking about 3D uh, stuff. Animation. That's the word I was looking for. Animation. Uh, and we're going to talk Spiffy's choice. Forgetting the word animation on a cartoon show. Well, yeah, I know. It's been a long day. <laughs> I'm, I'm just messing. <laughs> um, we're going to talk cubics. <laughs> don't Spiv- Spivzy's don't make a, a disparative noise before I've even started. <laughs> sorry, sorry. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk cubics. Cubics. Yay! Robots for yeah. everyone. It's robots for everyone. So the um, theme tune lets you know that it's, it does uh, several times. Commercial. <laughs> so the thing about cubics is, it is a show about robots. But what is not immediately apparent is that this show is about acceptance of non-heteronormative relationships <laughs> and oh, oh. <laughs> the use of slavery in modern society. You know what it's so, also I'm start, about? I'm starting off hot. <laughs> you know what it's also about? People who Robots. have never seen or drawn eyes before. Yeah, that, that's the point, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because every character is so boss-eyed in this show. Yeah, they don't like kind of move their eyes when they're talking to people. <laughs> no, they're dead. Everyone is sort of like partially excited, I think, in this show because they what? are just—they all move their head into like, and their eyes stay exactly in place, yeah. and their mouths stay open at all times and just like move up and down, like they don't, yeah, change it's, size. It's like, <laughs> and we we should mention that the the previous two were by a Canadian uh, mm-hmm. animation studio. This is by mm-hmm. a South Korean commu- uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. studio, and I don't know what it is, but obviously South Korea and Japan are powerhouses for two D animation. Yes, but I don't think they've still grasped three D animation in the year no, of our no, Lord twenty twenty two. No, like no, it, there are points in some anime where it will like switch to a 3d model yeah 
which sometimes looks okay. Like they did it a lot in um, uh, Kirby Right Back at you. Mm-hmm. Like that goes to 3D a lot, and it's really, really noticeable because they tried to do it in that cel-shaded sort of way to make it seem like it was still 2D yeah. animated. Which I could get why you do that, but it, it usually just looks bad. Yeah, and it looks yeah. bad whenever Western things do it too. Yeah. But um, but I don't I don't know what it is because like because <laughs> there's also like there's video game cutscenes that come from Japan that look okay, but I just I haven't seen any like really good. Okay, there's a couple. B Stars looks pretty cool, um, <laughs> but it's there's not a whole lot of of great examples of uh, mm. non non American or uh, Canadian cg yeah in, i mean uh, even TV, uh, the the attempts that the uk has made at cg animation yeah. is it, it never goes well it always but looks a bit weird there's a lot of um french stuff that french cg that is really bad yeah. And yeah. like loads of it like food fight part of that was done in france and it just looks Oh, it just looks so bad. It, it looks piecemeal. <laughs> when's, when's the food fight episode of? <laughs> I, I will. I will definitely do. It. I've got it on DVD. Huh. <laughs> it's it, it's it's one of those movies that's more interesting to read about than to watch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. let me try and explain yeah, my 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 reasoning behind behind what I feel about Cubics. Go for it. Okay. All right. So the main guy Connor, who's mm-hmm. meant to be thirteen, but he's played by somebody who sounds like a forty-five year old. Mm-hmm. He he loves robots. Like he's really into robots. He and loves his them a dad, bit too much. That's what I'm getting to. His dad hates them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Connor is challenged to fix a robot up in 24 hours, and if he can, he's allowed to join a group of robot fixers called <laughs> called the Botties, which is a really <laughs> stupid name. And he fixes up Cubics through like the power of friendship but i'm saying friendship yeah. in like quotation marks yeah it's love because yeah he doesn't just love cubics he is in love with cubics mm-hmm. the way he <laughs> looks at him and it's they're in love they have to be and nope. his father won't was, let cubics I in literally, the house i literally wrote that the dad's robo racist but maybe he's ro- maybe, maybe he's robophobic not robo yeah, dad's a robophobe yeah <laughs> It's so like they must have known that they were what they were saying with the way that they were writing this. Like even in the second episode, I put this clip up on on Twitter mm-hmm. because it was so ridiculous. Where <laughs> like this really romantic, action oriented song plays while Connor riding uh, riding. Ri- see, that's another one. He rides him <laughs> around town. He's <laughs> riding cubics as like a flying machine. And the dad looks up at him with adjuration in his eyes, like, I understand now what you see in Cubics. I understand the relationship that mm-hmm. the two of you have. And that's when he lets him live in the house with them. Like, he accepts <laughs> their relationship. Um, You're one beautiful. of the good ones, Cubics. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I trust you and my robo-doctor. <laughs> um, it's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. What are they running from? What are they running from? What has Connor done in another city with a robot that now they have yeah, to move? Like, yeah, why the dad hates robots? Like initially. as if something but has so, happened. Yeah. So why does he go to Bubble Bubble Town, Bubble City, mm-hmm. where everything is a robot? Like there are robots everywhere. If he hates yeah. them so much, why did he go there? 
Everyone maybe he owes, maybe he owes money like to the he owes money to the mob and the yeah. robot knows, mob. They, they'll never they'll never search from there because they're like, oh, that guy hates robots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd never go to Bubble City. Yeah. Um, uh, it's got one of my Gram. one of my favorite lines I've ever heard in a cartoon ever. It feels strange starting in a new place, so I brought all my stuff with me. That's moving, you idiot. Yeah, <laughs> that is literally moving. Yeah, the uh, the narration, Connor's narration, is quite poor because a lot of the times he's just explaining what we were already looking at on the screen. Mm-hmm. So like he'll go into he go into the um the, the robot uh fixers and mm. say like I could see that there were lots of robots around here. <laughs> well, yeah, you're a, a yeah. mechanics. Why would they not be? It, also, it's worth mentioning that it is a uh, four kids dub. Oh yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. Boy, you feel that it's a four kids mm. dub. It um, surprised me. It being a four kids dub, that they actually mention that the mother's dead because usually yeah. they completely avoid death in four yeah. kids, yeah. like the Shadow Realm. They could have said that <laughs> my mom's in the Shadow <laughs> Realm. Mom's <laughs> in the Shadow Realm. Um, <laughs> That's actually uh, speaking of four kids. One of my favorite voices is the the villain that you see briefly. That kind of just looks like Doctor Wiley. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Um, they're voiced by Maddie Blostein, who is the woman that voices Meowth in Pokemon. Oh, cool. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and I was like, I thought I recognized her voice, but that's that's an amazing voice. So yeah, it's cool. Mm. Re- it's a very recognizable one. It's got pre Pokemon vibes. Yes. Oh, yes. This, yeah. yeah. This feels yeah. like, oh, we can do Pokemon. We'll have lots of named little creatures that mm-hmm. people collect and yeah, do stuff. When with. he's um, when he's coming into Medibots. town and he's yeah, but when he's coming into town, he's like, yeah. oh, those are the blah blah bots. And yeah, those yeah. Are the that's, doobie a, bots. that's a metapod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the um, every so often in the episodes, I'll have a, like an advertisement for a robot to get people to go and buy it and one of them mm-hmm. was detectrix who is a detective robot I think why would you need to go and buy a detective robot <laughs> couldn't it just be a detective robot that you like hire to like, the police solve aren't crime? solving the wife's the, your wife's murder buy yourself yeah. a detectix bot take yeah. it into your own hands <laughs> <laughs> yeah the um the uh, the EPU, the emotional processing unit that all the robots have, which gives them human emotions, and I they in the second episode they establish that it gives them ideas, like they have creativity. So isn't it a bit morally reprehensible yep. that people go and buy these <clears throat> sentient creatures and, and seem to have no, to they have friends. no regard for their like safety or health? Because mm-hmm. the dad like. Um, smashes her Abby's robot and he's just like throw it in the trash and we'll get back to work it's like you've just killed a living being and he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna throw it in the garbage also during that scene why is the dad pulling stuff out of the garage to put it back on the lawn did you yeah. notice that yeah this maybe it was stuff that already left maybe it was the previous owners left it there when he's just dumping, <laughs> yeah. put all this shit out. I don't want to live in a house with robot stuff everywhere. They're all <laughs> boxes of robots that are like inside screaming, "Help me, help me!" Because <laughs> yeah, pieces of robots. And there's a, there's a there's a, a mouse robot called like a Cheddarix or something. Cheddarix, which makes you think, why would somebody design a robot whose like main role is to be a mouse? Do they not have mice? Why did they need a robot to fill that role? 
Is this is this a maybe it's... more a um what is it past the butter bot? Thing? Yeah. <laughs> What is my purpose? You're, you're, you're a mouse. Oh God. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's like a again giving too much credit to world building. Maybe it's like a like some horrible extinction happens. And yeah, I get that. Small feeling. small creatures aren't like you know uh, like the the part of the evolution or the the food chain where mice need to be isn't mm-hmm. being fulfilled by actual mice. So <laughs> um, there's also another great line. It's like Cubics picked me. No, it's not. It's really not. Yeah, I got, you went yeah. to the back of a garage and found a robot that was unconscious. Yeah, they um they <laughs> they try very hard to make it like a. Uh, there's more of a spiritual connection between Connor and Cubics, mm-hmm. but I don't think there really is. I think no. it's just <laughs> he's obsessed with robots. I mean, I haven't watched all the episodes, obviously, so maybe there's like a an explanation. Like maybe Connor's got like. EPU residue in him, which helps him <laughs> fix robots. <laughs> Who Don't knows? Use the maybe. word residue. Residue. Connor goes to a, a another state so that he can get married to Cubix. <laughs> yeah. Gets him a Dildonics upgrade. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the point. Could you like? Is somebody allowed to marry a robot if they've got human emotions and like are capable of love and affection? Well, I mean, considering that they are slave labour, I would yeah. imagine it is frowned upon, yeah. right? Yeah, I would imagine so. <laughs> there's, there's like a throwaway line in the second episode where Chip, one of his uh, fixer buddies, uh, says that the EPU, he says something like, like human minds, the robots can't control what they think or feel, it just makes them <laughs> capable of it, which oh. is... Sort of progressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Also, humans can't have any any um, accountability for what they think. Yeah, that's, 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 that's they can that's do whatever damage. It. Yeah. <laughs> but I was taking it more as like you can't control your yeah, feelings. Yeah, you can't control who you, who you love. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's it's all coming together. This is a this show is about relationships. It is about non heteronormative relationships. Base cubics. <laughs> yep. um so instantly as i was watching it i was like this is this is really like pokemon this is really like pokemon but it doesn't have the magic like there is something it's it's missing it yeah there is something inherently um i don't know what it is but there's something isn't there there's that zeitgeist with pokemon that Mm. you don't know why it works because it really shouldn't because it is literally about dog fighting but I um... think, uh, compared to this, Pokemon works because it's not industrialized. It's like mm. it's a solar punk society where yeah. nobody. Yeah, has... there's a lot more like nature around. Yeah. It's not like big city. Like big cities are the exception, not the mm. rule in Pokemon. Yeah, this is basic. Cubics is basically set in the same universe as the, uh, the as robots that movie with yeah, Robin the Williams. Yeah, with Robin Williams. I was thinking yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, that's it's... probably what it is. That's probably what it is. That sort of like detachment from nature. It's quite cold, isn't it? It's quite. Mm. It's like how they did the uh, Detective Pikachu, mm. where they have the Pokemon like in regular society. I say it's regular just... society, <clears throat> but you know what I mean, like modern society. But it's in a city, but, so it doesn't. work. Yeah, it it yeah. doesn't feel the same. It's not. It's not as magical. 
yeah, watching watching Pikachu uh, emote while three red X's are reflected on him from the neon sign next door isn't yeah. really yeah. Um, the cuddly thing I want to see in my Pokemon media. But even, another really similar show to Cubics is Metabots, which is but yeah. it's, it's sort of the same premise of people buying robots and then using them to fight each other. Mm. But even that is set in like a suburbia of Japan, where it's not in the big mm. city, and it has that divide between it makes it seem less uh i don't know like it's almost like a bit detached isn't it yeah you can focus on the character rather than trying to think about how it relates to you and your circumstance Mm. that makes any sense it's a weird show there's something there's something a bit (laughs) off about it it feels like watching the really bad Mega Man cutscenes. do you know the ones i mean the the ones for like the like for the legend, like the, yeah, the yeah. ladder legend or yeah. ladder X games. Yeah. yeah. And like Mega Man 64, the thing that that uh, was problematic about that game is that it was Mega Man, but in our society, it's the same sort of thing. It's like the magic is you're trying to almost like take the take the shine off the apple a little bit. And it's it, like you, then um, you realize it's uh, not very uh. Sonic Adventure. Mm hmm. When Sonic's hanging out with like human proportioned people. Just... Yeah. It's it's weird. <laughs> well, like Sonic 06. Where Sonic the, 06, yeah. The the human proportion people don't emote properly. And <laughs> Sonic is the only anthropomorphic animal, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, how did he end up in this world? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> it started off, the episode started off kind of with the sort of similar, similar beats to like Michael Bay's Transformers. Like yeah, finding yeah. this robot that he has to sort of like work with and things like that, and it was kind of like it was a little bit. I thought they were going to go that way that it was a secret that he he would rebuild him, and then as it got towards their romantic relationship, I was like, thank God they didn't go down that route. <laughs> Stay yeah. in the back, Cubics. You can't come out. You're my secret oh, lover. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like um, Iron Giant at the beginning, isn't it? Mm. But that is something that, uh, uh, that is a film, Iron Giant is a film that, although it has that city feel, a lot of it happens in the woods and in the forest. It Mm. is that sort of like cold, inarticulate sort of robotics mixed with like the back to nature feel. Yeah, it needs like a juxtaposition between the two of them. Mm. I feel like movies where they find a robot in the woods are a lot more interesting than finding a robot in a warehouse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get that. I don't completely hate the premise of it, at least. No. Like, it's no, it's no, no, weird. No. But, mm. yeah, the whole, like, oh, there's tons of robots everywhere, and, you know, you get to discover a cool new robot every week, and also you can buy it at your local supermarket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And thing. also, your your cubics can form seventeen different things as long as you have yeah. all the relevant cubes that you need. <laughs> yeah, they sold each, each the cubes, cubes separately. Each cube sold separately. <laughs> <laughs> Which cube will you get in your blind bag? Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> I probably would have liked the uh, toys of this when I was a kid because this came out when I was ten. So I think I was the uh, I was the target audience for sure. The toys would have been, probably been better than the cartoon. Yeah, I remember watching this a lot when it was on Cartoon Network, but I don't remember it looking this bad. Mm. <laughs> it's it's the boss-eyedness that bothers me the most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, have you ever played uh, Blue Dragon? 
No. It's a, uh, a Kiritori Army uh, designed yeah. game. And all of the characters have one facial expression throughout the entire game. <laughs> their faces don't change, even when it's a really dramatic scene or they're meant to be shouting or crying or anything. They've got the same face in every, <laughs> in every scene. Which, I, again, that's so crazy to me. Because it's like, yeah. <laughs> anime is very famous for its expressions on people's yep. faces. <laughs> like, that's the thing anime is famous for. Especially, well, especially Akira Toriyama. Like, mm. Well, I mean... Giant eyes and stuff. Even when you consider, like, Ghibli and stuff like that, with the pre-painted backgrounds, the only thing that does emote is the character. And, like, my son is really into My Neighbor Totoro at the moment. And, like, just watching the, like, 17 animations that... Like, 17 facial um, expressions that Sotsky goes through in, like, the space of two minutes. And you're just like, these characters feel real to me because they're so they're able to emote so well so it doesn't when when you yeah having a character that only makes one facial expression doesn't really <laughs> it's why i don't i don't really love um uh like narrative you know what they called the sort of like text-based narrative games like yeah yeah you like know adventure games I mean. yeah yeah I don't like them because, you know, you can't see the subtle change in emotion. It's just like, I'm sad. Oh, I'm happy because you chose this dialogue piece. It's, it just... Oh, I got like visual novel. Yeah, visual novel. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. That's mm. it. Um, yeah, I get you. I don't like... There's that sort of jarring change. It feels like, you know, Zack Schneider's writing a novel. Um, <laughs> no, I get you. It's like, this is happy face. This is sad face. Mm. This is angry face. And just kind of it feels like to an, it. Feels like AI yeah. programmed emotion. Yeah, which I suppose it is in a way. Man. That was a huge problem I had playing Persona Five because there's a lot of things in that we have to like choose dialogue choices mm-hmm. to make the characters like you to be able to get the good ending. But there's only one picture in the corner and you can't see what their emotion re- emotional mm. reaction is going to be. And a lot of the choices are very uh, centralized towards Japanese sensibilities. So if you don't answer it the way you think that a Japanese character would answer this question you could get the get the wrong choice <laughs> that must make for it an interesting game though I've it's, never it's played a, Persona it's a fantastic 5. game the Persona games are brilliant like but really it, really good it's one of those things that I feel like again I feel now it's too late for me to get involved oh it's too, nah, nah. It's too late I <laughs> play, don't have any time Perso- play Persona 5 Royal just set aside 90 hours yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I remember you telling me a, f- a few months ago how you were starting your Mass, uh, Mass Effect replay, and I was kind of like, yeah. "All right, well, I'll see you in three years then, because yeah. we don't have any time anymore." Yeah. I haven't started three yet. I got yeah. to, um, I got to the, uh, you know, the big epic final of two. Oh, the we have to go and do the, yeah. do the heist thing, and I haven't played it since. I need to get back into but it. You haven't even played three, so this is like no, a... I've never played it. Yeah, three's really good. I. I the ending understandably gets some stick, but I think the actual game itself is really good. I'd agree. That's that I like Mass Effect games. Yeah. Those, are, those are important to me. Yeah. That's not Same. Cubix though. No, it's not. It, it wishes. It wishes it wishes it was Cubix. <laughs> Get good, Bioware. <laughs> so feels... all that's really left to say about Cubix is that it is about slavery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what it feels like. They're, they're indentured servants. Yeah. Yeah. Uh <laughs> A lot of of robot stuff. Yeah, a lot of robot stuff gets a little weird Mm -hmm. whenever you you, if you Um, try to dig too much into it. The um, have you seen the 
I think it's 2005 or 6, the Astro Boy movie that they made, the 3D mm-hmm. one. That one is about uh, the robots get like thrown off the edge of the floating city into a huge pile of garbage. And somebody underneath is like collecting them and fixing them up. But you, and you think it's going to be turned into a, like a, oh, the robots have got personalities, you can't just throw them away. But it never does. It's just they get thrown away and we're using that just to push the plot along. Yep, and that's it, just how it is. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like Detroit become human. Yeah, a bit. Rather yeah. than... I think Detroit become human just tries way too hard. Yeah, to be yeah. Like, all of his games. Hey, is, that, is that a David Cage? That is a David yeah. Cage game. Yeah, I don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Matt's right. It's a, it's, it's a try hard game. It's trying yeah, it to make you emote. It's like, hey, like civil rights, huh? Right? Mm. Well, then and you're like pressing an X button harder. Yeah. <laughs> you see how the robots have to be in the back of the bus? Get it? Did you see those Get people it? who were getting, getting barcode tattoos because of Detroit Become Human? Oh, and people had to point out that, you know, you're doing this like it could be considered a Holocaust thing. Like you're, yeah. Like, maybe don't get that tattoo. Yeah. If you're listening, you've got a Detroit Become Human tattoo. What's wrong with you? Email in. Yeah. Email in. <laughs> To, what's the email address? Toonhounds at gmail.com. <laughs> email into uh, richmasters at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's not actually far off from my email address. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. I didn't love it, if I'm honest. It was really weird. Mm-hmm. It, I felt like there was... Um, I feel like the dub didn't help, which is often the case with these sorts of things. Mm. Yeah. Um, but good luck trying to find the original. Yeah, well, yeah. Mm. Uh, were there any other 3D CG animated shows that you were considering? I thought about doing the Roughnecks one, the um, Starship Troopers one. Oh, yeah. Because I used to I know, I remember li- liking that one. Um, I know I don't nothing about that except that it exists. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was so, wholly inappropriate. Didn't follow sure. the movie at all. Um, for some reason, Michael Ironside's character was still alive. Um <laughs> It was just sort of like, it was really weird. But I remember liking it. I remember thinking it was quite a good sci-fi cartoon. Um, but no, apart from that, I was always going to do Shadow Raiders. <laughs> One that I wanted to bring up at least a little bit is, it's kind of a, a different direction, but is VeggieTales. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, which yeah. Which is obviously yeah. the, uh, the, you know, Christian, uh, I mean, they were VHS. Like, there wasn't a show show. It was always yeah. in, like, VHS tapes. Um, but... I, I grew up in church and watched those VeggieTales all the time. And I've revisited a few of them, and they're, like, really funny. <laughs> like, they're actually, like, they're legitimately pretty funny. And, like, use, and they use, like, Bible stories as, like, a jumping off point. It's mm-hmm. not, like, it, you know, obviously sometimes it gets a little preachy. But it's, you know, you know, like, like one is about, like, the Good Samaritan. Which, like, that's, you know, that's just, like, a, yeah, it's it's like a, a fine story, a fine yeah. story you know. Um, and, and I also, I really like, cause there's, um, it was made by like some, you know, it's, it's a very independent production, which is always kind of cool. Um, but the, uh, because there's not like, you know, quote unquote real voice actors in it. There's a lot of voices in it that are like pretty unique. Like there's, there's a couple of characters that are like, I've never heard anyone that quite sounds like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it, it feels, like it's it's surprisingly pretty good. And the um 
um, they have like big ideas, the production company, and they have a YouTube channel now that has a lot of those old, uh, those old like shorts and silly songs mm. with Larry and all that stuff on it. So, is it any really any different than some of the morals that were at the end of the '80s cartoons? Anyway, as long as it's not being <laughs> like you know, yeah, as long as it's not being, uh, you know, that that problematic sort of Christianity yeah, not, not that is the, like, yeah, yeah, yeah like Jack Chick <laughs> sort of. <laughs> insane yeah no yeah no no psycho you'll go straight to hell if you have sex kind of mm-hmm. christianity yeah. kind of stuff go, yeah exactly but I, it's like you know like you know treat like love your neighbors and sometimes yeah. your neighbor isn't who you think it is and you know yeah. the the good the good kind of christian stuff <laughs> yeah the stuff that should be the, the stuff that people should be talking about not the taking a couple of weird verses that are out of that feel out of context even in the bible that's mm. a different podcast altogether i guess <laughs> but yeah there was nothing else what about you spiv uh the donkey kong country cartoon oh, oh. my god i didn't even think of that yeah oh lord yeah, yeah, shout out to our uh, our buds on the M-Class Discord. <laughs> yeah, they who, who the went, whole who thing, went through they? the entirety of them. God yeah. bless them. <laughs> I, um, I have fond memories of it, but in a I way do as that well. is... Yeah. In the way I that the, is completely uh, sort of like, not, I wouldn't care about it in any yeah. way. <laughs> I had the, v- the first episode on VHS because it came with the magazine. Mm. Mm. So I watched that. A lot, because when you had a, like, a cartoon on VHS, you oh my it, god, like, yeah, you wore times. it out, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like when we I don't think about it was Tom cool that they had a song. <laughs> oh yeah, you had loads of Tom and Jerry things on on VHS. I did, didn't you? I did. Yeah, uh, I played that to the point where certain episodes wouldn't. The sound was warped. <laughs> so <laughs> well, that's what you do when was, you have a VHS, right? That was um, me and my wife watched. Uh, uh cinderella someone mm-hmm. recently and she said like i like we literally had to throw out our old tape and get a new one because i watched cinderella so much as a kid <laughs> um I, I i love stories like that yeah same with little mermaid when i was little we we watched my brother and i watched that so many times that like the we we thought that there was that was the way the sound was supposed to be that was sort <laughs> of like our sort of like our brain had reprogrammed itself oh uh, yeah yeah so, i get that with music because I, um, mm-hmm. I like, you know, slightly scratch CDs, and it would yeah. skip a word yeah. on a song, and you in your head, that's how the song always sounded. Mm-hmm. There was a there's I don't really remember the song, but there was some. I, I was very into Led Zeppelin in high school, like mm-hmm. a lot of high schoolers, I think. Um, and <laughs> there was one specific song because all of the I had all of the their albums, but it was through my brother who pirated them, of course, <laughs> of um, course. and. So there was one song that I genuinely didn't ever hear the actual ending until like somewhat recently because the song just <laughs> kind of cut off and I figured it was just a weird like choice, but actually the song has like a couple more seconds. Very <laughs> weird. It's uh, I've got a um, uh, Neutral Milk Hotel CD. Mm-hmm. I had to buy another one because it was so like badly damaged because <laughs> I got it secondhand. And the uh, Holland 1945, which is like the third track. Yeah. It would play the first five seconds and immediately skip to the next track. <laughs> so I just, for years, I thought it was just like a really, it was like a sting like to, to the next, yeah. yeah. But no, it was it's a full song. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, uh, sort of similar along the lines of, 
Um, I found out why I never watched the last episode of What If, and it's because for some reason my Disney Plus app doesn't start the next episode for the second to last episode. So you just naturally <laughs> assume I'd naturally assume that that was the end of the series. So that's oh, weird. Yeah, it didn't do a sort of like starting yeah, in three like, seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, huh. Hmm. That's so, it's so weird whenever modern streaming devices, it's like, hey, Netflix figured this out in 2010, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Although my Netflix app on my TV still doesn't have a skip intro, which is... Really? Yeah. Weird. Sometimes mine does and sometimes it doesn't. Do you have that that thing... with all of them. Do you have that thing with Netflix where sometimes you're like... Do I um, am I supposed to understand what these people were talking about in in a foreign language? Is there supposed to be subtitles, or has oh, Netflix yeah. decided to screw yeah. me again and I've got to temporarily <laughs> turn the subtitles on? That was one of my favorite uh, random posts I saw. Was a person saying I changed a channel and was on a Spanish channel, like a Spanish speaking channel, with an episode of Family Guy. And they're all speaking Spanish, and I wasn't sure if it was just an extended, really weird joke, or if I was actually watching a different language. It could have been. It's Family Guy. Which, yeah, like I, yeah. I, can, I can see that. So, uh, Disney yeah, Plus yeah. does this really, really annoying thing where if you don't watch to the very end of all oh. of the credits, like the oh. end of the credits, and then the foreign language credits, yeah. it will stay on your homepage forever. Yeah, very annoying. So I've started just going right to the end now. There's like an army of VFX artists that work on some of those shows too, mm. so it's like, <laughs> like the the credits are like a full fifteen minutes. Which yeah. the it is the seventeen million dubs that have been done as well for Disney mm-hmm. Plus, like far yeah, more than like Netflix. Twenty different languages, yeah. um, and it's just kind of like okay, I didn't know there was this many languages actually existed. <laughs> yeah, like on the planet Earth, yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny that, uh, you know, the people who try to find secrets and stuff and Easter eggs in Marvel movies, a lot of the times they've accidentally revealed secret characters in the dub credits. Like um, Uh. in uh, Loki, when uh, the variant Loki appears, Mm -hmm. and it's meant to be a huge surprise who who it is, they revealed her name in the credits for, like, the Brazil dub or something. That's funny. (laughs) So, anyways, Matt. cubics. Yeah, well, are we are we finished with cubics? No, we're we're, we're done. With cubics, <laughs> yeah, we're done with cubics. Done with cubics forever. Forever. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I, I had one very goofy uh, idea uh, to end this on. Um, so I'm sure we're all familiar with the the old internet axiom of uh, rule thirty four, which is of course that. There is porn of it, no exceptions. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, there is a site just that you probably know. I just so happened to come across. I just stumbled upon it, yeah. Um, there is a ridiculously comprehensive site that has, and like it's new stuff updated constantly. It has like millions of posts. It's crazy. Um, and things are tagged in it of, of you know, the different pictures and, and videos and stuff. So, I decided to go through and look at our three shows today, um, and I want you guys to guess how, like, roughly how many uh, uh, posts that each of these things has, because all three of them do. I'm so, sure. Well, there are female so, characters in Shadow Raiders. 
So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, those are shadow raiders. How many? How many posts do you think there are involving sh- that are tagged with shadow raiders? Two hundred and twenty. Wow. Okay, Spivzy. Um, I'm gonna go with. You're gonna go low. It's like Price is Right. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. One dollar. <laughs> is this for shadow raiders? This is for shadow raiders. For shadow raiders. I'm gonna say fifty. Uh, Spivzy is very close. The answer oh. is 18. eighteen. Oh, that's 18. disappointing. Oh. <laughs> God, and, these <laughs> and yes, almost all of them are of the one female character. Jade, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they yep. need to get the. They need to work harder and get some more. Uh, yeah, get some Shadow more Raiders help help Graveheart <laughs> get his rocks off. Yes. So, Start a hashtag. Uh, Hachacha. <laughs> um, okay. So I guess next we'll do we'll do in the order of the video in the show. Next, Beast Wars. There's How many do you tons. think Beast Wars has? Thousands. Like, there's going to be loads of them. People <laughs> really like robots and they love animals. I'm going to say like three thousand five hundred. Wow. I'm going to say four hundred and sixty. Uh. Close is rich. It is two thirty-five. Oh wow! Remember, this is this oh. is just Beast Wars. This is an all Transformers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, two hundred thirty-five. Um, and guess what? A lot of those involve Black Arachnia, the, the <laughs> female spider. That what a surprise! Been. Yeah, yeah, I know. What a shock. Um, so next is Cubix, and yes, Cubix does have a couple, <laughs> but but how many? So. Uh, I mean, I'm hoping it's a very low number I'm because it does involve really children. <laughs> yeah. um, like all of the cast are children. So <laughs> five. Yeah. Uh, oh seven. wait, no, no. There is Ooh. that. There is that adult, um, adult woman. Um, oh, Hella. Mechanic and yeah. the dad. Yeah. But are people really going to make porn of the dad? Seven. Seven. <laughs> I'm going to go seven as well. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say seven, yeah. Um, well, the answer is three. So, oh. hey, <laughs> even better. Um, and they Thank all God. involve the, they all involve the robots. So they right. all involve okay, children. Good. So. <laughs> that, the, the, that, that side obviously is, you know, you know, it's moderated and stuff. So like, you yeah. can take that down. But I was thinking um, that um, there would be Cubics and the, the uh, woman uh, engineer. That's what I was thinking no. of. That's going to definitely happen. I gotcha. Well, <laughs> well, if you want to do that, you can go to the website. <laughs> go for it. Well, I think we've got our idea for the new episode art. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Just oh, just cropped no. out. Ugh. cropped cropped Western porn is so funny because like it you'll is, see yeah. you're like, wait, that's not quite. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Do you? Oh, there was a thing where um. Uh, bootleggers were selling like Ben 10 merchandise, oh. like stickers of Ben 10, and one of them was was Gwen pregnant. Oh, oh god, yeah. <laughs> so weird! So weird. But yeah, well, well, thanks for indulging my kind of strange uh <laughs> segment. Every time Matt's on, this is the segment we're yeah. gonna play. Unironically, yes, yeah, <laughs> it'll be synonymous with Matt appearances. <laughs> um. Alright. Matt, do you want to pimp some stuff? Do you want to let people sure. know where to follow you and stuff like that? Yeah, so um, you can follow me at Major... Ooh, actually, is it... <laughs> I forgot my Twitter handle. Yeah, um, I think it's one word. I think it's... Uh, no, it's underscore. Okay. Um, you can follow <laughs> me on Twitter at Major underscore third. 
um, that's spelled out third. And uh, I don't tweet too often. I really like to retweet stuff, though, that are, that, that's cool. A lot of art and goofy memes and stuff. Um, but you can hear me talk about uh, Kung Fu movies with my buds, Carlos and Marty, on Heroes 3, um, which you can find at Heroes the Number 3 podcast on pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're actually we're going through uh, Bruce Lee movies right now, which has cool. been a long time coming, talking about that. Um, we just dropped, at time of recording, we just dropped uh, Fist of Fury, which that Great. movie rules. Um, the next one is uh, Way of the Dragon, which is uh, famous famously as uh, Chuck Norris's first film mm-hmm. uh, debut, whenever <laughs> he was still like a, just a karate champion. So, so yeah, that'll be fun to talk about. Cool. Um, Spiv, do you want to go next? Um, you can follow me uh, <laughs> at Spivzy, which is a surprise. Uh, S P I V Z Y, and I just I just talk about a load of shit. I was um, complaining earlier about UK politics. So if you're into that, yeah, you know what I, I always like those posts. I want my echo chamber to grow. Um, uh, you can follow me at Masters Rich. You can also follow my new website at Boldly Pros. Oh, I fucked that up, didn't I? Boldly prose, one word, um, where you can follow uh, some of the writing that I do, fan fiction, um, and also I've put all the Tapons Theatre on Subspace on there as well, just to get us a bit more traffic, because uh, people should really listen to our show, because it is literally the yeah. best. Um, our show, because all three show. of us work Yeah, all it. three of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and uh, all, of all written episodes now. Yeah, actually, yeah, we're the next episode's the first one that I wrote, so that's yeah. exciting. Matt may be yeah. seen. It did. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm, ever, I'm so ever, looking forward to hearing gonna, this episode. Yeah, is that say it down. my my only the only the only episode I'll ever get to write. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can follow that at upon on subspace or on our website um, ttos dot I should probably say that Boldly Pros has a website as well, shouldn't I? It's www.boldlyprose.com. Com. Yeah. yeah. So it took me two whole uh, years. <laughs> <to> forward slash boldly underscore pros three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um cool. Uh we don't have a theme for next episode, do we? Oh um we do actually. Oh do we? I've got to tell you. Yeah, I've um, I've spoken to Mr. Sam Lindstrom. Oh, perfect. And he will be joining us to talk about Online animation. Oh, you're gonna make me watch Homestar oh, Runner, snap. aren't you? Flash cartoons. Oh, you're gonna do some Homestar Runner. Oh man, I love yep. Homestar Runner. <laughs> I love Homestar Runner so much. I've never seen a single episode. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's so good. Mm, so I think oh, I'm gonna so have good. a busy week to... ahead of me. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm jealous yeah. of Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm jealous of him because he's incredibly talented, also. But yeah, because so he gets to talk about Homestar Runner all year. So yeah, that'll be fun. All right, cool. Um, and we're cool, going to cool. record a sidecast about something that you want to talk about, aren't we? Oh yeah, some, um, some shit that it's you kind want to talk about. Yeah, it's kind of like a um, a, a sideshow that we're going to do where one of us is going to talk at length about something that we happen to be really into for that week or two, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about the comic, the the Golden Age nineteen thirties comic, Stardust the Super Wizard, who is basically a superpowered sadist and. It's it's incredible. It's one yeah. of the strangest comics ever written. So we're going to talk about that. Spivzy's put huh. some panels on uh, our shared Discord, and um, 
Yeah, it's so weird. Let's <laughs> <laughs> gonna... look forward to that one. Yeah. <laughs> you can get that on patreon.com slash toonhounds. Oh, yes. And send us an email at, at toonhounds.com because we like reading your emails. So, no, good. not at toonhounds.com. We haven't got oh, that. We're not no, like... it's no, at toonhounds. <laughs> not like Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> at toonhounds.gmail.com. Yeah, sorry, I fucked that up as well. Um, <laughs> uh, Matt, it's always a pleasure having you on. Yeah, it was super fun. Yeah, and we'll do it, definitely do it again. I mean, thankfully, there's lots of cartoons, right? Yeah, there's a yeah, few. Yeah, there's, there's a couple. We haven't even <laughs> we haven't even touched stuff like Ghibli. We haven't really done very much anime at all. We haven't no, done we like haven't. some of the cyberpunk anime, like Ghost in the Shell and Akira and stuff like that. Um, stuff that we've I've... we've ne- we've never done a Pixar movie. Really. Unbelievably, Ooh, yeah. yeah. We still haven't done Pixar. We haven't done DreamWorks. Wowzers. I don't think we've done anything from the UK. No, we were going to do Paddington and Mr... Um, what's Mr Ben. Mr Ben. Yeah. Um, <laughs> really bore our listeners who have no yeah. clue what we're talking about. <laughs> um, I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. So, um, yeah, we'll see you in two weeks. Thanks to Matt again. It's always a pleasure. Of course. And, um, yeah, we'll catch you all in two weeks, guys. Thanks for listening and be kind to each other. As and always, we love you. you. We love you like Connor loves cubics. Spivsy loves you. Spivsy loves you like Connor loves cubics. I love you like Spivsy and Matt love Shadow Raiders. Yeah. Aww. Oh, I, I, I hope, I hope Rich loves it a little more than that. <laughs> <laughs> bye, guys. Bye, bye.